0: You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk.
1: You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today?
0: All I have for you is a word. Life uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way. It's
1: going to close with a few minutes talking about the little things on HBO Max with Denzel Washington. Remy Malek, and Jared Leto. But first, let's talk WandaVision. Sam, what did you think about the episode five?
0: Great episode, great start. Love the, uh, the open scene. It was kind of wholesome and heartfelt, you know. Seeing them playing with the kids, kind of the, the perfect life that you know Wanda's been envisioning and everything. Um, but things quickly start to go awry uh, as... They can't quite get the children to uh, do what they want, specifically Wanda uh, getting them to fall asleep, um, but right when she says that they might need some help, we see Agnes walk in. Agnes is uh, the only character that we see in Westview this episode besides Wanda. Well, sorry, I guess the only character that really has like uh, considerable screen time during this episode. Um which again leads me to believe that she has some future significance coming up in a couple episodes from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was very happy with it. Uh, the first half was again pretty slow and stayed consistent with how the first couple uh, you know episodes have been going. But heated up pretty quickly with Vision in the office talking with uh, what's his name Norm. Yeah, Norm. Uh, that was that was pretty interesting to see. But I. I did enjoy the episode, What about
1: you? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I thought, actually, it started out a little bit quicker than usual with um, just the unusualness of it, because, you know, the first couple of minutes with Agnes and you want to take it from the top uh, was already not scripted. And I feel like the first few episodes that we saw, it took a little while for us to kind of get a little piece of something, whereas this episode kind of started right off the bat with, like, something's wrong here and Vision instantly kind of, starting to gain awareness. I mean, we saw a little bit of that in episodes past, but this one, of course, he really gains awareness and confusion about the circumstances and where he is and what's going on. We saw that with Norm at the computational services where he got into his mind and kind of freed him from... Wanda's manipulation, or at least at the moment, we think it's all Wanda's manipulation. So that was really interesting. I really liked the '80s theme of this episode. Yeah. Um, and it was also a longer episode than what we were used to. Um, it was good though. I felt like we got a lot. I liked I liked how it was kind of split with the show and then also the real world outside of the town. Mm-hmm. I really liked that.
0: I do too. Yeah, I like getting to see both uh, dynamics. You know, from yeah, like you said, the outside and inside. But I. The fact that Vision is breaking characters so consistently now, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, yeah, he's, he's clearly coming to a realization that uh, he needs to do something, I think. And mm-hmm. I, I believe that his moment with Norm was something that we're going to see more of because clearly he, he has a problem with what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and again, whether or not that's Wanda, that's kind of uh, who he's going to have to stop or something, but... It is. It's just gonna be curious to see how he progresses throughout this because, uh, like we've talked about before, uh, you know, how is Vision's existence, you know, like like why is he alive right now? I guess. Mm-hmm. And so we got the we got the brief moment where we saw Wanda going into the SWORD facility to steal Vision's body back. You uh, know, it's completely torn, pulled, pulled apart, uh, destroyed everything, and somehow he then has life again you know he yeah. is able to have a consciousness move right. around uh we right. saw and
1: all of that was skipped over too we didn't yeah. see her put him back together exactly. we don't know exactly if she brought him back because that would i mean again we've never seen her use that kind of power where she's brought people back from the dead um but again if she created the twins if it really was her they created the twins maybe she did put vision back
0: but she could have that possibly and they, they don't really, you know, specify what abilities the Hex... Like, her powers the Hex mm-hmm. uh, has the ability to manipulate. Yeah. So, it, it's pretty open for the most part. But I do believe... Uh, I'm still on the Mephisto train that I think that uh, she will be coming in at some point. Mm-hmm. Because one of her abilities is, uh, you know, life and immortality and different things like that. As well as mind control and the ability to create illusions. Yeah. So... I think it's just it, all of those pieces of her abilities just kind of tie in with what's going on in Westview, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, you know, with the illusions that we're seeing in the town, uh-huh. um, the ability to grant life, um, you know, with Vision, if, if she was the one that brought Vision back. Uh, and, and that does bring me to a line specifically that Wanda says. Um, when she comes out of the town, Westview, she says what do you have to offer me? As if she's already been offered something and she's already in a deal with someone. You know, it's like she has made an agreement to get the life that she wants and no one else, you know, can, can oh, so her. Oh,
1: so you took it as, what do you have to offer me? Exactly. like, like these Not things. just like, like yeah. a casual, like, what do you have to offer?
0: Yeah, because like, for instance, S.W.O.R.D. can't grant her what she wants. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, why would she work with them? Or why would she work with people like the Avengers? Because, again, they can't give her what she wants either. Yeah. So she went out and found someone else that could. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely the way that I was taking that. Because, I mean, Wanda, Wanda was acting differently this whole episode, I think, anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts on that are. but mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there's definitely things to support that. Uh, I think the... Something that I don't think was... Um, accidental was her reverting back to her uh, accent, her Sokovian accent. Unless they really want her to just have that again, I just think it's weird that she starts with it in Ultron and then over time gradually goes to having, for the most part, an American accent. And in the show, she even has an American accent, but when she leaves Westview or that her, you know, the globe or whatever of Westview, she goes back to having a pretty thick Sokovian accent. Very so thick. I think that's also a hint that she is acting out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if I think, you said you think it's Mephisto, what's his name?
0: Uh, Mephisto, Mephisto, I
1: it could be. I just don't, I feel like it's a bit of a stretch to have there be more than one antagonist. And I'm pretty convinced at this point that Agnes is the antagonist. And that she is who everyone on the internet has talked about being Agatha Harkness. I'm pretty convinced that that Mm -hmm. that's who she is. I think she's the villain. I just think that it would be weird if they had two villains, especially since we've seen so much of Agnes already. Like, we've been introduced to her since day one. Yeah. I think that would make sense.
0: And she does, I mean, she seems to show up, like, exactly when needed. You know, the fact that Wanda was like, hey, we need help, and then Agnes showed up right away. Uh, You know, whenever she showed up at the doghouse, like, clearly she has some type of, like, foresight or ability and she has she has some type of uh, supernatural abilities because she's yeah. just like on top of things yeah uh, we talked about the lavender when she was spraying on the kids i think that she was spraying it on the kids to age them up mm-hmm. and they grew up like immediately uh, again when she was in their house when she brought the dog house over the kids they aged up very quickly when she was over there and she was mm-hmm. doing something with it. Or she was like playing with the dog or something it was kind of off the screen yeah but then they grew up like immediately. Yeah, you kind say. of
1: brought up a, a point that I was going to say too, which was I think it's important to note that in this episode, Agnes was around in every key moment with the kids, which I think is pretty interesting and important. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think there, I think it was a, a small hint with the, with the perfume that she was spraying over the cradles. I, I don't think it was like a bit for the show. I, I could definitely see that being um, something from her power that she put onto those kids. I totally agree. Because I also don't think that Wanda um, conceived those kids on her own. I, I don't no. think that's something in her power.
0: No, I would agree, because, again, that's that's the whole hex ability thing, and like, what does that really entail? Mm-hmm. But we just haven't seen that to this point yet, so it would just seem weird for her to be able to pull that up. And if if her hex abilities have the ability to grant life. Mhm. She had opportunities in previous movies to, to introduce that. that. Yeah. Exactly. I mean like a like key moments. I mean in game she could have stopped Tony from dying. Yeah. Uh I mean she could have even potentially brought back Vision already. So yeah. it's like
1: And Marvel's been pretty good to it like uh you know spending like uh spin-off movies and collaboration movies to do a good job at slowly introducing characters and their powers. They don't really yeah. kind of just drop stuff, and then say, all right, you're going to have to accept it. They've done a pretty good job, you know, at doing whatever, over 20 movies. So I think, it, I agree, it would be very um, weird and random to just see that she has this whole power that we've never seen before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would just be out of the blue mm-hmm. and, and just lack consistency, which, again, Marvel has been very good with. Me. Yeah, Character development and consistency has been something that's made the franchise so popular because yeah. there really aren't that many you know, loopholes or uh, you know, plot holes, I guess, that we see throughout the series. So that, mm-hmm. that would feel a little odd if, if that is the case.
1: And I don't want to uh, skip over, too, because we watched the episode our second time and uh, made note of the commercial for the paper towels and that they were called Lagos. Lagos. And then we looked that up and that was from the attack in Civil War. So every commercial. There was
0: the line? It was like for the mess you can't clean yeah, up. You're right, like yeah, you're that right. You're right. The logo.
1: Uh huh. So again, another commercial that, in some way, it, you know, has it brings up something from her past because we've seen Hydra and Stark, and now the Lagos incident. And
0: all, I mean, for the most part, in my opinion, all kind of traumatic experiences for yeah. her. I mean, it was nothing. You know, these. Or at least like very important
1: because Stark. Yeah. I mean, Stark, you could argue. Could be. Unless the, the, the commercial that we saw with Stark was something about her past that we haven't seen in the movies. Yeah, exactly. Because that could be it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, something that I kind of want to talk about more is the children. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think... What, what kind of storyline do you think they're going to press? And do you yeah. think that as they progress... We will see superpowers from them. Do you think they will have yeah. abilities?
1: Yeah, I totally think because they're growing so quickly and they came from her. I do think that we'll see um, that they have her powers that she got from the Mindstone. Mindstone. Mind Stone. Um, I totally think that. I don't think the kids are going to have much of a significance outside this show. I already kind of brought that up. I don't think. Um, I think the kids and Vision um, are just for the show. Somehow at the end of it, it's going to. Explain how they can't, they can't leave this reality. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would agree with that. I just uh, the one thing that like really makes me think that they have superpowers, or what was like a revealing moment here, mm-hmm. uh, was when she says to them, she's trying to teach them that there are rules to live by, uh-huh. and it's just kind of like trying to teach them that they have to, you know, have control over. You know, they can't just react. Emotionally, or do necessarily exactly what they want because, you know, they right. want to bring the dog back, but she's like, there are still rules to live by. Right. Um, so it's, it is kind of like she's trying to teach them Yeah. to respect life and respect, like, the order of things mm-hmm. for the most part uh, because there, there's just no way that, you know, if they are Wanda's kids, I mean, because they are, mm-hmm. whether or not how they got the ability of life, you know, they still would likely have some of her DNA, some of her powers
1: yeah and and what you kind of mentioned too about teaching her the lesson about uh, life and death I mean all of that was in front of Agnes and the kids said something about how you can bring people back from the dead and Agnes was around for that and casually was like can you really do that so this episode you know had a lot of moments where Agnes was fully aware of Wanda's powers and was oblivious or acted oblivious to it Another reason why I think she's a very important character, and again, I I can't see her being um, a hero, especially if she is Agatha Harkness and has similar powers to Wanda. Mm -hmm. I feel like she has to be Wanda's opposite.
0: You would think, and and it's something that for me, I'm still taking her as uh, I said before, just kind of like a pawn Mm -hmm. in the overall scheme and the overall plan. Uh, because if there was some type of overarching villain, I don't think that they would have put themselves in the town in this situation. With that's a her. good point. So that that's how I'm taking it, but she I mean, she is very clearly uh, going to have some major significance uh, in terms of you know what's going on.
1: Yeah. So I guess let's bring up the the biggest. Uh thing that we saw in this episode and that was evan peters uh back as quicksilver oh yeah as her brother how and, did you get into Westview? first of all yeah like, how you know that's yeah. a big question that's a good point um but yeah that was crazy and it was cool that they addressed it you know like how did they she recast petra like that was funny yeah. because we were thinking the same thing oh they brought our quicksilver that we know from x-men mm-hmm. so that was really cool but again, that's really interesting, and especially with how before this episode, there was a huge discussion after talking about how in an interview with Elizabeth Olsen, she was saying that there's going to be a moment in this show that is... As big of a deal as Mandalorian with Luke Skywalker, and we were, people were you know speculating is Magneto going to be in this? Magneto still could be in this, especially now that we've seen Evan Peters back as Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. They could bring more X Men characters into this show, which oh, yeah? would be really interesting.
0: I I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I think that they opened up that door for a reason, and that's because I mean, and they they bought 20th Century Fox, I guess it was the later last year, two years ago. Yeah, two uh, years ago. I think it was two years ago. So it's like. They they've had this in works, you know, to try to integrate yeah. uh, the, you know, them into the MCU, all of the different uh, characters. So it, it would make sense for them to slowly start to migrate in a way that makes sense. And you know, Wanda and Pietro being siblings, and you know, Magneto being known to be Pietro, well, Quicksilver's dad. Yeah. Just a perfect opportunity, and something I will also note that would be interesting is. Michael Fassbender potentially being the actor that Paul Bettany gets to act with. Oh, that he was really excited to
1: act with. I could totally see that, especially since Quicksilver just now got introduced. I mean, this was episode five. There's still four more episodes. There's got to be at least one or two more big character reveals. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of going back into speculation and possible theories for what happens in this show this is again with Agnes if she is Agatha Harkness I was kind of telling you how she does have a relation to Mr. Fantastic and we saw early on in the show in the episode Monica Rambo saying that she knows a uh, what, what was it a uh, aerospace, engineer. An aerospace engineer she knows an aerospace engineer and texted him and how it was said in a way like a tease for us like we should know or m- might know of an aerospace engineer yeah. in Marvel mm-hmm. and again, that could very possibly be Mr. Fantastic, and it would make more sense, since if it is Agatha Harkness, she has relations to Mr. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, because it's definitely, yeah, they said in a way that it was a character that has been you know previously shown at some point uh, in the Marvel series that we would know, yeah. because yeah, it was definitely referencing someone, it's just who that is I mm-hmm. guess, but uh, it. This episode overall, uh, we kind of talked about the pacing earlier, but I want to get your thoughts on the pacing so far. We've just covered the halfway point of the series. Um, So, where we're at now, are you happy with the pacing so far of the series? Oh, yes. And where do you think it's going moving
1: forward? I love the pacing with this show. And maybe it's just because I'm I'm used to it at this point with having watched the previous four episodes, but like this episode, I I thought, moved along really quickly, and we know we we noticed that it, the run time was a little over 40 minutes so we were pretty excited that it was going to be a longer episode but to me it felt just as quick as the others which I think is a good sign because it didn't feel slow to me yes. I felt like things really moved quickly um, and again I really liked I think part of why it felt like they were quicker episodes too with this one was it, it split time with Wanda and Vision and their universe, and then Monica Rambeau and everyone else mm-hmm. outside of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I was really happy with it, and um, I think in all future episodes it's going to go the same way with pacing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What I about agree. you?
0: I yeah. This episode, I mean, just completely. I mean, moving back and forth between them. You know, it wasn't stagnant, and it was exciting because there was just a lot of progression of characters throughout it as well. I mean, for the most part. Wanda and Vision were acting basically the same way for the first three episodes, uh-huh. besides brief character breaks. Uh, and then, you know, episode four, we kind of got to see a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then even episode five, uh, I think Vision especially has, has grown a lot and changed as a character in our eyes. But I, I like it, but I'm also a huge, like, movie nerd and, and or, you know, content nerd. And I, I love this kind of stuff. I love the MCU but I can see, I've just, you know, seen complaints about the pacing and people mm. kind of losing interest. But I think the one thing that it does really well is that people like us do really enjoy this, the, the slower pacing at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, it makes it kind of like that water show or water cooler show because it's like this is something that you're talking about the whole week. Right. And it's something to, you know, leaving enough up in the air, but as well as giving you enough content to keep you intrigued.
1: Well, and I can also see, I can see the side of people being bothered with the pacing if this show is really predictable, but this show has such a good amount of mystery and suspense to it that um, I've been very okay with it. Like, it's kept me guessing. It's given us a little bit more information and a little bit, you know more for our prediction on what's going to happen but I'm still I mean there's still so much that I don't know yeah. and again like even the whole Agnes thing we still don't fully know if that is who that is yeah. so there's so much um, left to be answered mm-hmm. so if if um, if this show was like super predictable by episode 2 or 3 then I would have a problem with with the pacing yeah
0: that's a good point because again you know we just covered the halfway points so we have four episodes left probably all going to be at least 40 minute run times if not more yeah um i personally am super excited to really see some action because they're they're starting day you know Wanda's is beginning to use her powers more we saw vision really uses powers yeah flying a little bit as well as you know touching norm and you know uh, turning allowing him to remember who he is yeah um so overall, I, I just I'm really excited to see some action because I like the Endgame reference that
1: they had in the episode too, talking about how uh, Wanda could have taken Thanos mm, yeah. uh, if it weren't for sending a blitz and then uh, uh, when Jimmy said that uh, he thought Captain Marvel came pretty close too mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting that was funny. Um, and again that I that also the fact that they referenced Cap Marvel and then she said that she knew of an aerospace of an aerospace engineer. Captain Marvel could also have an appearance in this show. That's, mm-hmm. that's possible. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like with Quicksilver already being brought into this as um, played by Evan Peters, I could see the new characters that we see in this show be brought from X Men or the Fantastic Four, Disney really taking, you know, advantage of the rights that they have now bought out. Um, I feel like that is the, the direction that this show is going, but yeah, overall, I was really happy with this episode. Uh, what was your, what was one of your favorite moments or highlights from this episode?
0: Uh, again, I love, I love Jimmy Woo and, and Darcy when they were talking, uh, during that briefing, the conference, and, uh, <laughs> they are talking about, oh, well, they're talking about how Wanda is, uh how she's, you know, the, the main prote- or antagonist mm. in the mm-hmm. situation in the town. And when Wu's like, yeah, I don't want to talk bad about anybody uh, to Darcy. And Darcy was like, yeah, no, but the director, like, hey, we're in town. It's a, a dick, dick. Yeah. yeah. she's about to say dick. Yeah. And then it cuts away. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, but also the moment that uh, Wanda comes out mm-hmm. and she has... A very reminiscent moment of uh, Magneto in Days of Future Past. This, uh, I don't know if you remember that scene, whenever he pulls the bunker out of the ground Mm -hmm. and turns all of the secret security and the guns onto uh, Nixon to shoot him. Uh She does like the same thing, basically. Turning everyone against Hayward uh i thought that was really cool yeah and, and that was just probably that whole sequence there was probably one of my favorite moments
1: i agree that was definitely my favorite moment and then i also thought the um when they did the intro for the show and they brought on vision and they showed vision as a baby as a kid oh, and yes. in college i thought that was really funny too no that was but, really good yeah great episode though
0: absolutely uh and it's again it's just building up for you know, a better and better climax, I think, mm-hmm. overall, as we move into
1: it. Do you have anything else you want to say about WandaVision, or you want to go on to The Little Things? No,
0: it was great. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to talk about the, the Little Things.
1: All right, so, yeah, we watched The Little Things with Denzel Washington, Remy Malik, and Jared Leto. Um,
0: great cast.
1: It was a great cast.
0: Phenomenal uh, acting.
1: Yeah, crime movie about, you know, uh, a stalker slash killer. Um, that is reminiscent of Denzel's character's past back when he was an agent, or back when he was a detective. Um, Again, yeah, it was great acting, great cast. I really liked the soundtrack in this movie. I really liked the music. I I didn't really even um, mind the pacing. I was okay with it being slow because I found um, the movie interesting. I found the plot interesting. But... I don't know. For me, at least, by the time that we got to the end, uh, it really kind of fell apart for me. Like, I I was telling myself during the movie that I will be okay with, with all of this as long as it's a good conclusion. Um, but I, I, I wasn't left uh, very satisfied mm-hmm. with the end. For
0: being a crime thriller drama, it it just didn't go... And I, I can't even say it didn't go into enough depth about the crimes mm-hmm. or, like, victims or... The, uh, um, you know, the suspects as well because I mean, they did do a decent amount, uh, especially with the victims and you know, Denzel's character, you know, seeing the corpses of all of the girls that uh, had been killed in that murder. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just the, there wasn't enough tangible, you know, evidence or moments, and not enough suspense with different suspects. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that one suspect where they in, uh, interrogated him ended up killing himself, but it's like, there wasn't enough there to really draw me into that no. guy, and so to me, there just wasn't enough suspense throughout the whole movie. There were yeah. moments that were really intense.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the movie tried to build up uh, Denzel's character, and about what he did in his past to get him removed from uh, the LAPD. Yeah, that was like the main plot, yeah. basically. Yeah, and you know, the uh, he spoke with the woman that dealt with corpses, and she was like, you know what you did, you know what we did. And so that was a big pull in the movie was learning what did Denzel do. And I even felt like that when they gave that away, that it was at the crime scene and the third girl was alive and he shot her. I even thought that was just really uh, anticlimactic. like I, did, I didn't find it satisfying either. Um, I thought... It, I mean, again, I, I thought the acting was really good. It's just, I think they felt that this movie or the plot was bigger than it really was, but it felt very simple. Mm -hmm. And Jared Leto, for being the prime suspect, I thought he was the whole mastermind and he had everything planned. So when he was just whacked with a shovel at the end, I was like, was that his plan was just to troll two cops and then get himself Mm -hmm. killed and then ruin Mm -hmm. another cop's life? Does that mean that he's guilty of the crimes that they were investigating or is he just screwing with a couple of officers because he had nothing better to do and I guess maybe that was the 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 point of the end it just it was it's those kind of endings I just don't uh, mm-hmm. really appreciate
0: very inconclusive but I guess one thing uh what we should do is we should just go in and say you know what was one thing that this movie did really well mm-hmm. and then what was one thing that this movie did uh pretty poorly, or, you know, could have worked on, maybe could have done something better. Um, I don't know
1: if you want to go first uh, on that. Uh, one or thing this movie thing, you know, did really this? well, uh, I guess one of my favorite scenes in this movie was the first murder, and actually probably the only real present murder in the movie, when Denzel and Remy go to the scene, and they investigate in the upper part of the apartment, mm-hmm. the girl who is dragged and sat up against the door, and then you see Denzel working things out and cutting across the street and going into the other building and seeing that there was a chair there. I liked the whole investigation part of that movie. Um, That was a really good scene. I wanted more of that. Um, I thought the interrogation scene when they brought Jared Leto in and had him look at the photos, and he got Denzel worked up and he came into the interrogation room and lost his shit. I thought that was going to be a way cooler scene than it was. It just felt like, I don't know, it felt like that was all done in the first take. It didn't feel intense. It didn't feel like scary Denzel, badass Denzel. It just felt really weak to me. Um, yeah, I guess that those are my biggest things with that movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I thought it did really well was, again, the acting, because it was a great cast and everything. But specifically the dialogue between characters, as well as the lack of dialogue because yeah. the, the silent moments had my you know had my intrigue as much as any of the moments where they were talking you know in the interrogation Remy Malik's kind of staring while he's like putting out photos and things like that and then yeah the soundtrack behind it was great you know kind of held suspense uh, it was really really something that kept me interested because they yeah. were. Interacting with each other in a way that made you feel like there was something more mm-hmm. but then that leads me into what I think it could have done a lot better and that was the overall direction of the plot and something that we have talked about already was uh, maybe their intention with this movie wasn't necessarily at least in my opinion wasn't necessarily to be a crime thriller so much as it was to be kind of a, a story about the human experience with uh, dealing with trauma or mm-hmm. you know terrible just experiences that you've had in life and because th- they really tried to portray that in Remy Malek's character. Yeah. You know, they tried to show him kind of losing his shit yeah. basically throughout it and how he- this case was consuming his life yeah. and, you know, traumatizing him or causing him so much grief. Yeah. Just the same way as it had also done to Denzel. So I think that was the direction that they were going, but I don't think that it was clear enough. Like I, I don't think that they really had that, because they did try to really keep that crime thriller suspense drama mm-hmm. in it, but I just don't think that they. Uh,
1: I agree. I that think that, that was. Separate. I think that was their intention, but I think that was they intended for that to be more of a subplot. Whereas I still think the main plot was was uh, you know investigating Jared Leto's character, mm-hmm. and I think yeah again where they really lacked in this movie was they there, um there weren't enough breadcrumbs with Jared Leto. Like the roast beef scene. The roast beef. We oh really joked God. about it. Like we when did. he looked through his trash and he saw roast beef and milk and beer, we're like, oh we're gonna find Jerry Little going to a restaurant that says roast beef or something I like mean, that. And he, he literally tails him to a restaurant, the sign says roast beef, we're like, Oh he did it. But it's like yeah, it felt too obvious. Like there's two on
0: the nose. It was
1: too on the nose. And I th- I think that this movie really would have done a better job, um, or would have been more believable if we had seen more hints or more evidence from Jared Leto, since it really was all about Jared Leto. So, mm-hmm. again, yeah, you you hit the nail on the coffin with with the real highlight of this movie being the acting. I thought it was a good cast and really well done. Um, yeah, not enough dialogue at times. I almost thought, but I, I did really enjoy the cast. It's just it was. Um, I had I had a, a lot of high expectations for this movie because it was one of the first big movies to be unveiled on HBO Max, aside from uh, the new Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that also kind of played into how unsatisfied I was, was because I was so um, excited for this. But
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard to have too many complaints because it was still an interesting movie. I mean, for the most was. part, throughout you know, the two hours of it, it was like I, I was very invested in the characters right. and what was happening, but it's just like... A bad climax yeah. can really leave a sour taste in your mouth, yeah. which is my belief why it has pretty poor reviews right now. Yeah, but it's it's still drawing the crowds. I mean, it's still drawing the people in because you know big cast. You know when you gotta when you gotta star cast like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's gonna be easy to draw crowds. But I was just disappointed overall, and well, the screenwriting just it yeah just was not quite. There and
1: I, I feel like when we're talking about how we felt about the movie, too, I kind of want to compare this to how I felt when I finished uh, watching the second Wonder Woman. When I finished watching the second Wonder Woman, like, I felt like I kind of wasted my time watching it. Like, I really did think that movie stunk. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I was happy. I mean, I was unsatisfied at the end of this movie, but I was still happy that I watched it. I still enjoyed watching um, this movie from beginning to end mm-hmm. so I got more out of this than I did from Wonder Woman I felt like
0: no I did as well but at the same time I was pretty excited about Wonder Woman uh, I mean I, I tried to keep my expectations down quite a bit yeah. just because understanding DC that DC movie exactly, understanding that DC has disappointed in the past yep, and probably with this one being in the future but it still is, you know, a huge movie with pretty big budget and everything, so mm-hmm. I was just excited to see it, as well as just the fact that I haven't seen a lot of movies in theaters mm-hmm. in the last several months anyway, so that was that was fun to go to. And,
1: and both movies, what they really had in common was good acting, because we really liked Pedro Pascal's character in Wonder Great. Woman, and Great then we really stuff. liked Denzel and Remy Malek in this one, and Jared Leto in this one, yeah. so...
0: And, I mean, honestly, this kind of leads me. I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are. This is, we're moving away from the little things. But okay. Moving kind of towards talking about the whole Warner Bros. HBO deal in general. Cause okay. What are your thoughts on uh, releasing films on HBO? On HBO for 30 days. Yeah. And taking it off and having it in theaters. Do you think that that's going to be a successful plan? Do you think that's going to yeah. benefit um, them in any way? What are your I, thoughts?
1: I don't know. Uh,. I I totally... I'm mixed on it just because I know that a lot of directors and studios are really upset about it because they feel like they're going to lose... or there's a good chance of them losing a lot of money. But I also see both the business side of doing this, since AT&T owns HBO and apparently Warner Bros. I see the business side of it. I also see the the rational side of it too, being in a pandemic. You don't want to continue to delay movies and you want to give people the chance to watch it at home instead of in theaters. And that's obviously a great opportunity for HBO subscribers. Because it would it would you know encourage more people to enroll for HBO Max in order to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. So I understand that, and I also for me, being a big movie fan, I want to watch um, movies as soon as possible. I also oh, yeah. like going to the theater I, for specific movies like Godzilla vs. Kong. If I had the choice, I would like to see it in IMAX in the theater. But I would if I had to decide between IMAX in the theater a year from now or Watching it at home now, I would choose watching it at home now. So overall, I'm pretty happy about the fact that HBO gets to have all of Warner Bros. movies this year first on HBO Max for thirty days. I'm happy about that.
0: And I would think, for the most part, yeah, they're not losing money because HBO Max is a fourteen ninety nine a month subscription. Yep. So I mean, it's pretty considerable price, but. It just still, it loses something to me when you re- release something on stream as well as in theaters, because uh, to me, a huge portion of the movie-going experience is you going to see it, um, you know, with a whole bunch of other people that also haven't seen it, and it's just... It's a bigger event. stream, yeah, it's, it's a bigger event if yeah. it's not available to stream as well, yep. because it's kind of more exclusive, yep. you know, uh, you, in my opinion, you're not going to see as many, like, spoilers or reveals on social media because people don't have the ability to, you know, record the content or Uh make note of it while they're watching it because Uh in the theaters, you know, you're not going to be on your phone or anything like that. And I
1: also, um, I, I watch a lot of Chris Stuckman who reviews movies and he brought up a point about how there's, it's tough to explain, but there's something about, um, streaming a new movie for the first time versus seeing it in theaters. It, there, you you more easily forget that you saw the movie if you watched it on something like a Netflix, a Hulu, or an HBO Max because there's so many options out mm-hmm. there. Whereas when you see it in theaters, good or bad, you're going to remember it because that was more of an event, yeah, which oh, I totally exactly. agree with. Exactly. Um, so when it's movies like The Little Things or Wonder Woman, since they were unsatisfying, it, it makes them easier to forget because we didn't see them in theaters.
0: Yeah. Because that, that's totally true. I mean, the event of it is what really, uh, I mean gets that memory retention and and makes it stick with you because right i don't know if i ever told you this but one of the first movies that i ever drove to whenever i was the first time i was able to drive um it was just like you know that will always stick in my mind and just having the ability to you know go somewhere because you know we're all kind of right in quarantine right now it's some uh, to some extent having that ability to go and experience it as an event is pretty impactful I think. Sure. And and honestly maybe we would have enjoyed the little things more yeah. if we'd seen it in the theaters because it would have been more an event rather than we're just laying on the couch watching something. Yeah. You know streaming something.
1: Yeah and kind of going back into Warner Bros and also kind of coming to a close. Um, you know we have Judas and the Black Messiah coming out this month which I'll be excited to watch and review that and then later towards the end of March we'll have uh, Godzilla versus Kong, and we've also kind of planned uh, to watch Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and Kong before we watch the new one. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good to kind of get that fresh in our minds and be able to touch on that before we actually talk about Godzilla versus Kong.
0: Yep, I'm I'm pretty excited. The MonsterVerse is something that's, I feel like it's not like new, obviously, but I feel like it's gained a lot of traction recently. Like yeah. it's something that is uh, a lot of people are kind of realizing this is could be like a big franchise or a big series mm-hmm. uh continuing to move forward so i am excited about that and i i am excited just that we have new content coming yeah we
1: have movies and, and then obviously wandavision
0: wandavision i mean yeah we, we just have so much content you know the mcu is going to be coming out with a ton of stuff this year right so we got a lot to watch we got a lot to fill you guys in on we got a lot of theories to throw your way yeah Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Yep. And, you know, we'll try to keep getting fresh content out to you guys whenever possible. Yeah. And then
1: tune in with us next week, too. We'll talk about WandaVision Episode 6. But, yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah.
0: Thank you. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas
1: anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you
0: is a word. Life, uh finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way.